Well, we're going to talk about motherhood today, and there's some great portraits of motherhood in the Bible. The mother of Moses who risked, um, she actually broke the law so that she could protect our son and teach him about the faith of his people. There's a sacrificial love of the mother who was before King Solomon when she and another mom were arguing over their child, uh, whose child it was. And the, the real mother said she would give up her own child rather than to see harm come to him. There's the mother of James and John. We talked about them. James and John are called the sons of thunder. And um, she requested of Jesus that they might sit on either side of Jesus in the heavenly kingdom. We can talk about the merits of that, but at least she wanted the best for her kids. Then there's also the mother of King Lemuel, um, another name for Samuel, who gave some advice to her son about godly living and how to pick a godly wife in Proverbs 31. There's some great moms in the Bible, but I just want to stop and say there's some great moms in this room. Now, before, before we go any further, let me just say this. I know that Mother's Day is a difficult time for some of you. Some women want to be moms, and for some reason they can't be. Some women don't, didn't have the best mother as an example. Uh, some of you had a mother who's died. I'm one of those. Some of, you, uh, your mothers, some of you mothers have lost a child to death. Some of you mothers feel the pain of a wayward child, and some of you are flying solo as you try to raise your child to follow God. Now, let me just say this. Every woman here is special in the eyes of God, whether you're a mom or not, whether you had a good mom as a role model or not. That's, that's irrelevant in the eyes of God. You are special to him. And every woman here can make a massive impact on the lives of children, whether they're your biological children or not. I know some women who never their whole lives had their own children, and they were more moms to some kids than the biological mothers were. It's what we do in the church. It's what people do back in the children's area. When we have our preteen retreat, there are going to be some ladies that are just going to be pouring value into children, and it doesn't matter whether they have kids or not. They, are, they matter to God, and they're advancing the kingdom of God. So I just want to say, all ladies here are important. Now, single moms, I want to show you specifically something that God has to say to you, and it comes from Psalm 80, uh, 68, 5. The God who is in his holy dwelling place is the what? Father to the fatherless and the defender of widows. You can make a massive impact, single moms, and we believe you are making a massive impact on your children. And we want to support you, but, but the best support you can get is that God is the father to the fatherless. Now, being a mom isn't easy. I've done a lot of research on this through the years. And uh, by the time a child reaches 18, one report says that moms of children have had to handle an extra 18,000 hours of child-related work. In fact, women who never have children their whole, whole life, they have the equivalent of three months of leisure time per year compared to moms of children. Those, those of you who, who do laundry, right? Laundry is never done. As soon as you finish, there's another pile, right? I, I, I read a couple other stories, and I just want to share these with you. One of my favorites is a junior high science teacher was teaching his class about the properties of magnets. He spent one whole day teaching about magnets. The next morning, he gives them a pop quiz. The very first question says, my name begins with an M, has six letters, and I pick things up. What am I? Junior high, half the class said Mother. There was a father that was trying to explain the concept of marriage to his four-year-old daughter. And he thought if he just opened up uh, the wedding album, maybe visuals would help, uh, help her understand the concept. When he finished, he asked if she had any questions. And, and she looked at the wedding party and she pointed and she said, Daddy, is that when mommy came to work for us? 
<clears throat> yeah, okay. Now, my point is, being a mom is not a walk in the park, but it is one of the most rewarding jobs on the planet. Right, ladies? Those of you who are moms? There are two questions that I would kind of pose today. And, and one is, what is the hallmark of a good mom? And the second thing is, the second question is, what would be the best gift that you could give to a mom? And I'm going to try to answer both of those questions with one word. If you were to boil it down, I think you're going to answer it with one word. What is the hallmark of a good mom? It's kindness. I mean, yeah, she can be fiery. My mom used to sit in the choir and I would sit out there and I would, I would act up and those darts would come out. And I mean, you'd just be acting up and you'd know and you'd look up and darts are coming. And you're thinking, oh no, you're actually thinking, you know, if you grew up in the Baptist church, you're thinking, I hope Jesus returns for the end of the service. So I don't have to meet him when I get home. Um, but moms are kind, but, but ladies, if, if we could, if we could boil down everything, wouldn't you think that a great gift today was if your if your spouse and your children were kind back to you, if they were to show you kindness, wouldn't that be a pretty cool gift today? Well, in the scripture, Colossians three twelve, it says this, because of God's deep love and concern for you, because that's, that's the reason the background, because of God's deep love and concern for you, you should practice tenderhearted mercy and kindness to others. Now the word there is practice. You become good at what you practice. Um, so I want you to realize that everything we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about the elements of kindness. Everything we're going to talk about today, as you practice those things, you'll get better at it. If you are not a mom and you practice kindness to the mom, your, your, your wife or your mom will notice and you'll get some good kindness back. It's kind of reciprocal that way. My wife is one of the kindest people I know. Everybody says that, right? Janie is awesome. She's just so kind. She empathizes with people. It's one of the things that attracted me to her in the very beginning was she was such a kind-hearted person, and I wanted to attach my life to somebody who was that kind. And, and hopefully after 24 years, I've moved just one degree closer to the kindness scale because of her, not because I'm kind. No comment. Now, kindness isn't just for moms, though. Uh, the Bible says in, in Proverbs eleven seventeen it says, kind people do themselves a favor, but cruel people bring trouble on themselves. That may, the Bible is just so wise. When you're kind to others, you're doing yourself a favor. But when you are cruel, you're actually bringing trouble on yourself. So if we would just follow God's word, we would all be kinder and we would teach our kids to be kind because kids don't have to be taught to be unkind, do they? They figure out the meanness on their own. We have to beat kindness into them sometimes. One of my favorite scriptures is, though you beat him with a rod, he will not die. That was Caleb's life verse. He's still alive. He's just now learning to be kind. Well, what I want to do today is I want to give you five words to put into practice. They're all elements of kindness. And if you will start doing these things today, the, the women in your life will be greatly appreciative. And, and women are created by God to be reflectors. Most of the time, men, if there's a problem with your, your wife, it's because you have directed something towards her and she's just reflecting it back. God says we're the spiritual leaders of the home. God says we're supposed to love them as Christ loved the church. When we do that, they reflect back to us warmth, love, kindness, and respect. And really, that's what the guys need the most. But this is about women today. Guys, you'll have your day in a few weeks. All right, so the first element of kindness, things to, and, and I just did this dumb little title, how to be on Mother's Day and every other day, hoping you would get the suggestion. So we're going to do five things you need to be today. Number one is be aware. 
Be aware, look around, tune in to what's going on around you. Philippians 2, 4 says this, do not be interested only in your own life, be interested in the lives of others. And there's this little phrase, and you may want to write this down, if you care, you'll be aware. If you care, you'll be aware. Um, What I hear over and over when I do marriage counseling is he doesn't pay attention. He doesn't notice things. If you care, you'll be aware. So guys, if you'll start practicing that, again, you'll have some, some, your wife will reflect something better to you. Now, I want, I want you to understand two things about this point, being aware. First thing you got to realize is everybody is going through a tough time. All right, look at the person on your left. They're going through a tough time. Look at the person on your right. They're going through a tough time in some area. It may not be the same area that you are, but everybody is going through a tough time. And if we'll just be aware, we'll realize that everyone is having a tough time. It's guaranteed. And, and when you realize the other person is having a tough time, sometimes it's easier to be kind to them. Second thing is that, that I believe the number one cause of unkindness and lack of awareness is busyness. The busier I am, the less I pay attention to those around me. The faster I I'm moving, trying to get things done, the less I notice people, the less kind I am to me, the less kind I am to my, my family, the less kind I am to the person at Walmart. I'm always, no, wait, Lord, no. I'm, I try to be kind to the person at Walmart. Carlene helped me last night, so I just, got, I need to turn in her, her name that she's, she's awesome. Stopped and helped me, even though she didn't have what I needed. She did point me to the right place, though. Thank you, Carly. Now, what I want you to realize is that, that when you're skimming, when you're moving too fast, you're skimming in all your relationships. And so I've got to ask you a question. If I were to ask you to write on the back of your card, I'm not going to do this, but if I were to ask you to write on the back of your card the greatest needs, three greatest needs of the, of the people in your life, your family, for this past week, would you be able to answer what those needs were? If you're aware, yes. If you're skimming, If you're busy, you don't know the greatest needs of your family, which means you're missing it, which means you're not in God's will. All right, so the first thing is be aware. Second thing is be gentle with your words. Two verses from Proverbs chapter 15 that that if we followed these, we'd we'd have a lot less arguments in in families and and just in all relationships. 15.1 says this, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. And then I chose this other verse out of the today's English version because I liked the last part of it. It says, kind words bring life, but cruel words crush your spirit. I loved that translation because how many of you have been crushed by someone else's words? They said something and, and it, it pierced you, whether they meant to or not. Sometimes they mean, right? They pierced you. And, and I don't know how many of you remember being on the, the playground when you were a kid and, and kids are, are cruel, right? Kids can be mean. Yes? Y'all remember that? And they say all kinds of things. Whatever your weakness is, they say it. And, and they just, they are so mean. They go for the jugular and you go home and, and you're all upset and you tell your mom and, and your mom may have said, my mom said, sticks and stones may break my bones, but what? There is nothing more wrong than that little saying. Because broken bones heal better than a broken spirit, faster than a broken spirit, right? Some of you still remember the words someone said to you. Words have a great power to heal or to hurt. Your words can bring life or your words can bring death. So I want to ask you a question. Do you support people with your words? Are you an encourager or are you a discourager? Do you brag about your family or do you nag your family? 
And I, and I got to ask you this. If God were to have this little contest today and he were to say to you, I'll give you a dollar for every kind word you said for the past year, but I'm going to take a dollar away from you for every cruel word you said or hurtful word you said in the last year. How many of you would even be in positive territory? Right? Our words, the Bible says that, that from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when you're cruel, it means there's cruelty in your heart. Don't put a butt on there, but you don't know what big butts get us in trouble, right? But, 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 that's a big but. Look in the mirror of God's word and respond to what God's saying to you today. Your words need to be kind. I don't care what they did to you. Because Jesus on the cross, what did he do? He said, Father, forgive them because they don't even know what they're doing. Right? So if we're supposed to reflect Jesus, no matter what you do to me, I'm supposed to look at Jesus and I'm supposed to reflect him to you. Be gentle with your words or you'll crush somebody's spirit. And, and just realize this, when you belittle others, you're being little yourself. I, don't know, I saw a video of, a, of an ESPN reporter. I don't know how many of you saw this. She had her car towed and she was really, really rude to the lady at the, at the wherever the, the impound was. And, and the lady said, you're being filmed right now. And she looked up in the, in the camera and she kept on criticizing this woman, attacking her, attacking her physical appearance. She said she needed to lose weight, attacking her, her uh, facial appearance, attacking the fact that she was uneducated. And, and of course, the, then they played it on, on national news and she got suspended for a week. But the lady looked like a fool, the one who was saying the words, not the one who was receiving the words. You look little when you belittle others. Third thing is be sympathetic. Kind people share in the emotions of others. Uh, one of my favorite verses is Romans twelve fifteen. It says, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. You know, the shortest verse in the Bible, does anybody know what it says? Jesus wept. Jesus looked at the, at the surrounding situation of Lazarus' death, even knowing that he was about to speak Lazarus back to life. Jesus looked at what sin and sorrow and pain and suffering had done to the human race. And the son of God cried because of what sin had done to people. He was sharing in um, the emotions of others. So he did what any man would do, right? Jesus wept. I don't know about any man, but he did what any mom would do. Moms are really good at sharing in the hurts of others. I think it's why God gave us moms so that somebody could be nice to us when we fell down or somebody broke up with us. Dads are like, yes, they broke up. Not really. Yes, really. We can learn a whole lot from how moms deal with pain. The best thing you can do when somebody's grieving is cry with them, or at least shut up. Read the book of Job. When somebody is hurting, you don't need to give them a a long-winded explanation. Just sit there with them and then leave. If you can't say anything good when somebody's hurting, just leave. And they'll go, that's the greatest friend ever. You start lecturing them, they'll want to get away from you. If we get this principle down of being kind to people, being happy when they're happy and being sad. By the way, that's what we do in small groups. Did you know that? In our small groups, we sit around and we learn about each other and and we pray for each other and we cry when somebody's hurting. We celebrate when somebody has a baby, um, got to go and hold Brenna in the hospital when she was born. And and it was just, it was awesome to hold this, this child, not my child, but somebody that's in my group. 
And, and so that's what we do. When we get this principle down of, of being happy when people are happy and sad when people are sad, we'll reach tons of folks from New Life Community Church because folks want to go where somebody notices them and pays attention to their lives. Number four, be honest. Sometimes kindness means being candid and frank, leveling with people, telling them where they're blowing it. Uh, a couple of verses for this. Proverbs 27, 6 says, Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. And then look at this one, Psalm 141, 5. Let the godly strike me, it will be a kindness. If they correct me, it is soothing medicine. Don't let me refuse it. Now, the idea is you, you need godly people in your life who will tell you the truth. There was a bumper sticker that was around when I was a kid, and I don't know if it's still around, but it says, real friends don't let friends drive drunk. That's true. Real friends also don't let friends be idiots without saying something to them in the right spirit. A real friend doesn't say it's none of my business because if you are a friend, it is your business. Sometimes the kindest thing you can do is is wave your hands and say you're going the wrong way, you're destroying your life, and I can't sit by and watch you destroy your life. Had a friend years ago that was committing adultery, and and I had to tell him, dude, what you're doing is wrong. You're going to destroy your family. It's one of the hardest discussions, but he's one of my best friends, and I just could not sit by and let him do that. Now, when you go to the doctor, do you want the doctor to say, oh, everything's great. You might get better on your own. Or do you want the doctor to say, look, there's something wrong. We need to do surgery. Which would you want? Do you want the truth from the doctor or just just go and think happy thoughts? Don't worry, be happy. Is that what you want the doctor to say? Sometimes the surgeon has to cut you. And sometimes a friend has to cut you because what you're doing is wrong. And you need somebody to tell you that. If all you're doing is going to people who pat you on the back and say, oh, you're wonderful when you're going to hell, I, I, I can't deal with that. It's far less kind to overlook a problem than it is to share with somebody that is destroying their life. You say, what you're doing is wrong. So we need to, to be kind. Okay, let's recap. To be kind, be aware, be gentle with your words, be sympathetic, be honest. And the last thing is be spontaneous. Don't wait to be kind. Don't wait to do a kind act. Do it now. Look at the verse. Whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to our Christian brothers and sisters. Whenever we have the opportunity is the key thing. You don't put it off because opportunities to be kind don't always last. You do it now. I guess what I'm saying is give roses to people who are alive. Give roses to people while they can smell them. Because doesn't it make sense, guys, to give a rose to your wife when she's alive and she can smell it instead of spending thousands of dollars on some elaborate funeral spray? Doesn't it make more sense to give her something that she can appreciate? That's what I'm saying. Be kind when you have the opportunity. The classic example from the Bible is the Good Samaritan. You know that that the the priest and the Levite, they walked by, saw the guy who was beaten and he was robbed and he was naked and he was bleeding. And the, the two religious guys walked by and ignored him. And a Samaritan, if you know anything about Hebrew culture, the Samaritans did not even talk to. They did not acknowledge the presence of Jews and Jews didn't acknowledge the presence of Samaritans. In the story, Jesus said the despised Samaritan saw him and immediately went over and bound up his wounds. He put him on his donkey, took him to the holiday inn and laid down his visa card. And he said, whatever charges there are. Didn't they have that back in Hebrew, in the Hebrew nation? Whatever the charges are, he said, I will pay for these when I come back. He did now see that the religious leaders didn't have time. Religious leaders, well, I gave it the office. I don't have time. You know, I just did my duty and I'm just going to walk by and I'm going to ignore him because I got to get home. 
Or is it tax deductible? Some people will help others if it's tax deductible. The Samaritan, the despised Samaritan didn't do any of that. He saw a need. He did whatever it took. Now, if you're on the side of the road, do you want a religious person or do you want the Samaritan to come help you? I want the Samaritan. And the Bible says we should act like he does to other people. And some of you are like, well, it's not my fault they got hurt. It's not my fault they ran out of gas. It's not my fault they did this. If I go and help them, I might get hurt. I might get robbed. And you know what the answer is? Yeah, you might. Because kindness always comes with a cost. If it doesn't cost you anything, if it doesn't cost you time, if it doesn't cost you maybe some money, it's not really kindness. Kindness always costs something. There's a price tag to it. The good Samaritan paid the price. What we're doing in America is we are running around so fast trying to to capture the American dream that we're missing relationships right and left. So today I I want you to practice being kind to moms. And then I want you to watch for people this week because I guarantee you God always brings somebody across your path that he wants you to be kind to. We don't notice because the pace of our life is relentless. And it's our fault. People all the time say, well, you know, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to do ministry. I don't have time. Well, then you're out of God's will. Because God has given you enough time to do his will, not yours. And if he's your Lord, you don't get to say no to your Lord. You don't get to say no to the king. This is why I'm convinced a lot of people who think they're saved and going to heaven, they're going to bust the gates of hell wide open. They're going to wonder what happened because you don't get to heaven apart from Jesus Christ being Lord. See, I don't know where this came up. Years ago, there was this this teaching that you could accept him as your savior and then accept him as your Lord. No, that is not scriptural. Biblical is, I bow the knee and I say, you are my Lord. And because he's my Lord, that's why he saves me. Some of you, I fear for where you go when you die because you've never bowed the knee to any authority. And you will bow now or you will bow one day because the Bible says, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. But if you've not bowed in this lifetime, when you stand before him after your death, He will say, depart from me because I do not know you. You have to make the decision here that he's your Lord. And because he is, he adopts you into his family. Then you have a heavenly home for eternity. Let's pray together. Father, I pray that you would help us understand how Jesus was kind, even when it was inconvenient, and transform us into kind people. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We got a couple of folks. Go ahead and go get your kids for uh, uh, baby dedication. I I skipped through a video, and, and I don't want you to get ripped off. This is a skit guy's video. This is a song for moms. At the end of that, we'll have baby dedication, then we'll be dismissed. Well, it's that time again, the time that we celebrate all the wonderful women that helped us be all we can be. I'm talking about moms. So moms... And for the many things she gave me. Hey, 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 hello. What, what you doing? What you doing? I just thought we might do a song for the moms for Mother's Day. Hi, moms. Hi.
Hi, Mommy. This is for you, Mommy. M is for the many things she gave. We get it. We get it. M is for the many things she gave us. We get it. That's very cute. That's very cute. Oh, you're pretty quick for a bald guy. Everyone join in. Oh, I just thought that we do a heartwarming message for all the moms out there instead of a campy little song. Oh, means that I owe her all I Okay, 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 okay. You do it your way. I will do it my way. Moms, we owe you so much. Thank you for being she there. is for tender, sweet caresses. H is for her hands that made a home You've made a home You've made a home Home on the range Okay, stop it She did make a home on the range You probably called it like a stove But we had a range at my house she made That word home Oh, that means so much We still long to be in your presence We still long for you to be proud of us And yes, we still long to come home Okay, this isn't working What? No, 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 you, you're faking it I am not you're forcing the no, tears No, it's real No, 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 this does not work in any way This works, the song works, this does not work I just thought we'd speak from the heart That's what moms <sighs> want You know what? Mom always liked you best anyway <laughs> We don't even have to say mom He's everything you've done to help me Like that time you helped me find my shoes in first grade and in college and there was that time also that uh, Tammy Cornball broke up with me crazy last name right but she was really a sweet girl until she broke up with me and I was sad but you made me feel better you brought in some chocolate chip cookies and some milk and you made you know what what can make me feel this way mother talking about my mom mommy and R stands for right, and right you always shall be, right in our eyes, right with the values that you instilled in us so sacrificially, and right in how you taught us to love God and love others. And so mothers, today we say to you, them all together they spell mother, the word that means the world to me, the word that means the world to Said I didn't like your meatloaf when I was five It's not my fault, it needed salt But that doesn't really matter Happy Mother's Day Happy Mother's Day Happy Mother's Day Happy Mother's Day So I think the band needs to learn that song for next Mother's Day all right, uh, come on up here, Justin, Sarah, Cody, and Casey. Go ahead and turn the house lights on, would you, Justin? Travis, whoever's back there. I see Travis back there now. <clears throat> One of our fav- favorite things is baby dedication. And, and what we're saying is that, that we value children in this, in this church, and we want to do everything we can to help the kids grow up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. And... and we don't practice baby uh, infant baptism. We want kids to come to know Christ themselves. And so our, our children's area back there does a great job of teaching them. We want them to come to faith so that someday we can baptize them. What we're saying is we're celebrating these kids and we want to do everything we can to help them grow up. Asher is awesome. Asher actually means happy. This is Asher. Hi, buddy. You give me five. Attaboy. We have a life verse for him. It is uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a, a, a hope and a future. And this is Justin and Sarah, and then we've got a, a certificate in there that we signed. 
You're awesome, buddy. This is Brenna Joe. This is one I got to hold in the hospital, and this is Wyatt. Brenna means lovely one, and we're going to have to look up Wyatt's. We, were, we didn't know he was going to do that. Oh, I didn't give you your... There's your Bible, buddy. There you go. All right, so there's Brenna's Bible, and there's your Bible. Brenna means lovely one, and the verse for these two is, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So Brenna and Wyatt, and this is Cody and Casey, we just want to uh, have a word of prayer and, and ask God to bless these families and ask God to bless some of you so that you can be a blessing in their lives, right? Because when, they're, when you go back and you serve, you're actually helping the next generation come to know Christ. That's what the church is all about. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for these beautiful children. Thank you for these families. We pray, God, that you would protect them, that you would do everything, God, to lead these kids into your kingdom at an early age. And I pray that they would follow you with dedicated hearts all of their lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.